Hello, and welcome to Human Is My Label. This is your host, Emily Purry. I am a wife, a mother, a daughter, a sibling, and a former athlete. I work full time. I am the founder of Rapid, a nonprofit organization, and I'm legally blind. I am so excited about opening the conversation about everything equity. We will primarily be talking about disability, as that is my lived experience, and it is often the minority left out of the equity conversation. I am passionate about equity for all identities, as I have family members from the communities of color, LGBTQIA, disabilities, and we span all ages. It is my goal to normalize these conversations, get people comfortable with the uncomfortable, and include everyone. After all, we are all human. Good morning, everyone, and happy Monday. So today, we're going to really get into um, the topic of acceptance. And before I get into this, I just want to say, number one, you know, the world is what it is right now. And so I really wanted to take time and really dig into acceptance because it's something that all of us, no matter what we look like, what ability or disability we have, what our skin color is, uh, you know, where we are raised, what we are raised knowing and understanding, it's something we can all benefit from hearing. And today I really am passionate about this topic of acceptance because it's something I have always really struggled with. Um, as a person who is legally blind and still has sight and has a progressive eye disease, uh, Stargardt's macular degeneration, my vision gets worse all the time. And so there's never been one moment of acceptance that I've had to go through. There's never been, okay, it is what it is and I'm done. It's, oh, wow. Okay. Now I need to learn how to do this differently because I can't see or, oh, I could see that last week. So I guess I can't this week. Um, with my vision condition, I can never, or not never, rarely can I drastically tell there's been a change in my sight. Um, and so that is something that it's one day I can see it, the next day I can't. Um, or the next year I can't, it just depends. So this level of acceptance is always changing for me. And I have gone from somebody who can basically fake being blind for the majority of my life to now having my guide dog bevy and not being able to fake it. Even if I don't have her, when I look at people, I look to the left, I can't make, uh, you know, eye contact like most people expect. I can see people, um, not clearly. So I live in this world of the in-between often. And there is an argument in the, the, especially blind community, whether being partially sighted is better or being completely blind is better. And that argument will never be resolved because people with partial sight can see people looking at them differently, have to explain themselves constantly, and people without sight don't have to as often. 
complete blindness is much more acceptable or understandable, maybe is a better term, than visual impairment or low vision or legally blind, that, that gray area. People don't understand it. So going back to acceptance, acceptance of self, there's two areas I really want to focus on today. And one is acceptance of self. And then one is acceptance of self within relationships. And it's really interesting to think of acceptance of self. And right now, looking on social media, watching trends out in the world, really looking at acceptance, I feel like there's two levels of acceptance for self. And there's like the verbal acceptance that I love myself and I am proud of being a disabled woman or a woman with a disability or a man who is a person of color or whatever it is. There's a lot of owning your identity and who you are verbally. But then I think there's also true acceptance, which you don't see as often. That's when you see those insecurities creeping up in people. That's when you see people acting um, not in alignment with what they're saying. And so those are the two things I really want to talk about with an acceptance of who we are as humans. Now, these images and these things that we look at and judge ourselves based on, this is solely judging ourselves right now, is based on all these other opinions that we have been raised with, whether it was grandparents, parents, aunts, uncles, society, jobs, work experiences, um, you know, at school, kids teasing, kids pointing out, kids making fun, whatever it is that was uh, fed to us in a sense is where we developed our self-esteem, our self-image, and acceptance of self. Now, some people are very good at saying, this is what it is, and this is these are my faults, and... Uh, it is what it is. Now, I think the biggest thing with this is depends how common your faults are. And I say that because like if we think of the jokes about husbands or wives or men or women, a lot of those stereotypical things, if you happen to fit in one of those categories, like I'm going to call out my husband, <laughs> leaving his clothes on the floor. And I can go to one of my friends and I can say, man, my husband leaves his clothes on the floor all the time. Why can't he just find the laundry basket? And my friend's like, oh, no, that's just men and it's fine. And so my husband can be like, oh, yeah, I don't like to pick up my clothes. And that's fine because it's pretty socially accepted. It's pretty socially okay and kind of expected to not pick up your clothes. Those kind of um, issues of acceptance, I think, are things that people might be sensitive about, but it doesn't truly hurt their self-esteem. It doesn't truly hurt their image of themselves. They're just like, yeah, whatever, totally me. It is what it is. But then there's other things that maybe aren't so common. Um, the, one of the things that we're really looking at right now is the color of people's skin with the Black Lives Matters movement. Um, kids who grow up in predominantly white schools and maybe one or two of the only people of color in the whole school 
are going to get images of their skin color that they are less than the other kids. They are less important than, they are less beautiful than. All these messages and assumptions that are made, a kid is absorbing. Same thing with disability. Same thing with LGBTQIA. When we are developing those pieces of who we are, all these pieces of information are coming in. And it depends on how we process it as humans and are able to work through it that when we're all adults, we either have a positive self-image of ourselves or a negative self-image. And so acceptance of self, I think, is really looking at when it comes down to it, can I walk out into the universe, into a job, into a group of people and say, I'm legally blind and that is what it is. And what's interesting about this with me personally is I speak, I coach, I educate, I do all these things about uh, disability awareness and, and bringing my story out. But there are still times I personally struggle with accepting myself. And so that's why I really wanted to divide this up into two categories. Um, really looking at where I struggle as far as my insecurities and my fears around not being a good enough mom or not being a good enough wife or not being able to drive the car to soccer games or not being enough because my vision holds me back not being able to do something at my job and so that true acceptance is a lot harder than the verbal acceptance because if you look at me or if you've heard me speak uh, if you're in coaching that's something that you would think I've got down and that I don't struggle with and I think the bottom line is where, when and where or how do we get that true acceptance of self? And so that's where I wanted to talk about what that looks like and what that feels like. And like I said, when you walk out in the crowd and you say, I have mental illness and I am proud to be living an independent life and I'm overcoming it the best way I can and I am a whole person. This is my life and I am not ashamed or I am legally blind and we all have some kind of quote-unquote issue or challenge or insecurity or wherever you, however you want to label that term. We all have something. We all have faults. We all have strengths. We all have weaknesses that we can strengthen. And so until you're able to really truly step out there in any situation and say, this is who I am and this is who I'm going to be, so you, whoever you're talking to, better get over it. And I as an individual, since we're not there yet, am not ashamed of who I am. 
I am not ashamed of who I am. I'm going to say it again. I am not ashamed of who I am. Verbally, that's very easy to say. Where we get the real life feelings is when we have to go out there and say, I struggle with X and you still feel no shame in telling somebody that or talking about it. That's when I feel like you've truly arrived at that true acceptance. It's when your feelings and your words finally match. And that is a powerful moment. That is a moment where you know you have done the work. We all have work to do. You've done the work to, in your heart, not be ashamed of who you are and your story and your past and your history and all the intricate pieces of who you are. That's when you are there and your words and your feelings are finally in alignment. And so now the question is, how do you truly get there? How do you do that work? How do you overcome these insecurities, especially if you're an older person, meaning an adult of any age, but these things have been ingrained in our brains for so long that how do you overcome that? And it is truly absolutely positively as corny and as silly as it sounds it's that narrative in your head it's those things that you're telling yourself that you probably don't even know you're telling yourself it's that those jokes that you're cracking about yourself it's those stories that say i can't start a business there's no way i'm not smart enough i'm not this enough i you know, didn't even graduate high school. I, you know, whatever that story, that narrative is, then it's telling yourself a new story. It's, it's plugging in a new narrative that's going to train your brain all over again to truly accept you for what you truly are. And I thought this was the most hokey pokey nonsense I've ever heard in my life until I really started intentionally working on my words, working on the information coming into my brain, working on, like Dave Hollis always says, that information I'm downloading, not only into my kid's head, which is what Dave talks a lot about, you're downloading stuff into your kid's brains all the time, but you're downloading information into your brain all the time. And whether that's TV shows or the news or all those things that a lot of people enjoy, what messages are you putting in your head? Are you constantly watching women being abused or uh, violent acts happening against certain people that maybe you identify with? Are you constantly watching those kind of dramas where the the woman always 
gets beat up or the the black man always gets killed or the like are all these things being subconsciously plugged into your brain all the time because that's not going to help any of the past narratives that have been plugged into your head we need to be looking at the positive things that you want in life if you want to fall in love and get married and have babies and do all that stuff um you need to plug those thoughts and those feelings and those realities into your head that a person with a disability can get married and can have kids and there is hope for those people with disabilities instead of watching the tv show where the poor person with a disability is lonely and and never successful and sits at home by themselves and you don't want to listen to that crap that's not the information you want to plug into your head and that feeds that insecurity that's feeding that narrative that has been in your head all these years get rid of that crap plug it in with something positive and that's going to help you accept who you are in that in whatever area that is for you and this seems petty and silly but there's so much happening there's so much information coming into our brains all the time that we want to make sure the right stuff's going in and make sure that the the things that are in alignment with who we want to be and who we see ourselves as being are the stories being played in our head. So as far as self-acceptance, the two things I want all of you to work on are what are you telling yourself? I can't get in shape. I can't do this. I can't do that. Or this isn't possible. Or I don't have time. Or whatever that narrative is, I want you to change that narrative. That's number one. Number two is Pay attention to the information you're putting into your head. Pay attention to the movies you're watching, the music you're listening to, the books you're reading. Though they might be great and wonderful and entertaining, do you really want to continue to plug those messages into your head? And you can look at it as your child's brain or a child's brain. Would you want to plug in violence and and um, shows where women are degraded or men are whatever the case may be. I'm trying to think of a stereotype very quickly. No, you would want to educate a child to see the world in a positive light, to, to learn about positive things and keep that innocence alive. Well, let's just rewind your brain and I want you to reteach yourself with those positive messages from here forward. Now let's move on to acceptance of self in relationships. So this is a big one. This one is very difficult for all of us for one reason or another. Um, acceptance of self in a relationship. So We have acceptance of self. We all have our own internal battles going on, often um, feeling insecure or, you know, embarrassment or all these things about possible quote-unquote flaws or differences 
than the person next to you or then your neighbors or the people, your coworkers, whatever the case may be. We have those personal insecurities. Now, when we look at relationships, when we look at our friends that we surround ourselves with, when we look at um, our marriages, our boyfriends, our girlfriends, our whoever's, um, acceptance of self in relationships is so incredibly important. If you are not able to be yourself within relationships around you, you are not respecting yourself, respecting the goods, the bads, the uglies, the wonderfuls, the joyfuls, the sads, those are all part of who you are. And if you're not able to share those things with the people around you, there's two things. Either you aren't accepting of yourself or they are not willing to be accepting of you and the true you. If you can't 100% be yourself with the people you love, there is something that's not in alignment there. And that could be you not accepting yourself. And if you could truly accept who you are without shame, and that's the first piece. So if you truly accept who you are and you are ready to tell your loved one, let's say a spouse, something about yourself they should receive that information. And if they don't receive that information well, they're not the right person for you. If you are too embarrassed to tell them this information, that means you still have work to do yourself. You still have shame. You still have acceptance work of yourself to do. Now, if you're afraid to tell them because they may leave you, they may shame you, they may make fun of you, then they're not the right person for you. And this is a hard thing, especially in relationships with marriages and dating and all that stuff. People want to be with somebody, so often they try to hide some of their flaws. They try to change some of their flaws. They try to maneuver however they can to stay in this relationship. That's the biggest problem with marriages today is people are faking who they are because they're too scared to just accept the fact that they have this quote-unquote flaw that they don't want to admit to their partner. Well, guess what? Eventually, either... That person that you're hiding will come out (laughs) and then the person you're dating or married to is like, whoa, who the hell is this? Or you internally, there'll be so much friction between who the person you are and the person you are acting to be that you will internally combust and you 
will have to find a way to bring those two people, quote unquote, that you have created into alignment or people are unhappy. People can't understand why they're unhappy. Well, it's because they didn't accept the true them, their selves, the good and the bad parts of themselves. So they hit it and now they've denied themselves all these years or however long it takes, months. And now they're frustrated and they're mad and they want to be unleashed. They want to just be themselves and the person they're with is either going to not like that or the person, why have you been lying to me? Or the person, you know, or the individual who's hiding, you or who is hiding is going to be like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. This is me. If you can't handle it, I'm sorry. And that's a scary place to be. So if you can't truly be yourself, if you can't truly accept yourself for who you are and be with a person who loves you for all of those good and bads, you're with the wrong person. You're friends with the wrong friends. You're in the wrong relationships because they're a detriment to who you are. And they are going to further exacerbate the fact that you have insecurities. If you can't, if they can't accept you for those insecurities, if they can't accept you for those quote-unquote flaws. Now, I think this is really hard uh, when it comes to gender roles, uh, especially with women. Now, men are, are, are similarly impacted, and I was listening to a podcast the other day about this, but... The expectations that husbands and wives have for um, each other. And this is not just husband and wives. These are any relationships. Men and women. The expectations men have for women. Women have for women. Men. Women have for women. Men have for men. So it doesn't matter what combination. We all have these expectations. And if the either party doesn't live up to those expectations it can be a scary thing it can be a point of insecurity for example my husband loves food I'm not a huge cook I can cook I can feed my family but I'm not a great cook by any means but if that was something that was a huge priority to him when we met or got married I, and I can admit, I think I do have an insecurity about it, um, not because of anything he does, but it's because I wish I could cook him a huge, fantastically luxurious meal and enjoy it at the same time. But I don't. I don't enjoy it at all. I could never touch a stove again and be totally fine with that. However, if I wasn't ominous, honest with my husband... When I met him and I told him, I can cook. I'm not fantastic. I'm nothing special. Definitely nothing gourmet. If I would have told him that and 
been living this lie for the last eight years when I am absolutely miserable when I'm cooking and I hate it and I don't enjoy it at all, how much resentment would I have towards him because I wasn't able to accept the fact that I don't like to cook enough to tell him that this isn't me. I, I, I would rather not cook. I will make sure the family's fed, etc., etc. But yeah, you should get your butt in the kitchen too occasionally so that this isn't only my thing. And so these are the kind of tensions that exist in relationships and it's all because we're not able to be honest with ourselves enough to say, well, if he's going to dump me because I can't cook, then that's what it is because we all want to be loved. We all want to be uh, belong to something. It's not necessarily marriage, but belong. We want to have people who around us who love us and accept us for who we are. And so thank goodness that, you know, Jameson did dump me because I'm not a professional chef, but this is how acceptance of self plays out in relationships. So wrapping up, number one, who are you? The good and the bad. Who are you? And get to that point of acceptance. Work on it. It's going to take work every single day to accept the quote-unquote flaws and see the beauty in them and turn them into your assets. That was one of the best things I've ever heard is turn your weakness into your asset. Turn your insecurity into your asset. What can you do with that piece of you that you think is quote-unquote broken and you highlight it and you love it and you turn it into something great? How can you turn it into your asset? Once you've done that, look at your relationships, look at your friendships, look at your family uh, dynamics and ask yourself if you're truly able to be yourself in those relationships. Are you truly able to not only accept yourself, but be authentic in those relationships? And if you're not, then it's not the right relationship for you. Now, if those are your family members, I understand. I understand that you're not, uh, well, some people aren't going to just cut off communication. But I also encourage you to limit the communication with those people who are not willing to accept you for who you are because you need to live your full life. You need to live your best life. And keeping those boundaries strong around the relationships that do not allow you to live your best life is the only way you're going to be able to live your best life. That doesn't mean you have to cut people off unless they truly don't uh, do anything for your life. A friend that is not really a friend when you think about it. Uh, You know, if you're getting into a relationship and you're hiding so much about you, that's not the right relationship for you. And there will be one that's right for you that you can go into full full self with everything about you and that person is going to love everything about you and be willing to be the only driver in the family and, and you know 
sign your checks and do all the things, especially that, you know, I know Jameson does for me and he's willing to accept that. And a lot of guys weren't. A lot of guys weren't when I was dating. And there are so many that I completely hid everything from for so long. And it's just not worth it. And I encourage you all to evaluate your relationships and and make sure you're able to be accepted within those relationships for who you truly are. And if you're the one hiding, it is what it is. You are who you are. Come out to the loved ones that you need to in order to live your best life. I hope this is helpful for everyone. It's been on my mind. I've seen a podcast now, a movie about the same thing, finding love and following love and all these love, love, love things. But I just felt it was a good one to talk about today and really taking care of yourself and your mental health and the future of your life. Look, look forward a little bit. And make sure you're making good choices for yourself and for the people around you. And encourage them to do the same. I will see you all next Monday. Same time, same place. Get out there, live your best life. Get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Talk to y'all later.